0: this out, Olio. It's gonna be a good day.
1: Yeah.
0: In a revelation, once in our history, in a clarity, we always live with Hashem. We always have the possibility of experiencing Hashem's Shechina. But one time in our history, we had a clarity like never before, and we were literally all millions of yidin were shown Hashem, and we responded. We said, "Zekheli van ve'yu." We said three words, ze, van Veyu. I want to talk today. We've already discussed the third word at length. I want to discuss the first two words, ze, Amazingly, when we saw Hashem with tremendous clarity and all of Klal Yisrael saw, ze means to point. Whenever it says ze, the thing is neichach. the thing is right in front of you. Ze means Ze Yitnu, Whenever it says Zen the Torah, the item is in front of you. By the coins, by the Shgalam, it says, Ze Nitnu, so you shall give. So Chazal tell us it says Ze, God showed shel esh. God made a coin out of fire and said, "Z, this you shall give." Since it said Zeh, the thing was in front. By Kiddush HaChodesh, it says Hazeh. What's Hazeh? This month, because Re'evi Kiddush, Hashem showed Myshe the moon as it's supposed to be when you make Whenever it says Zeh, the thing is right there. So Hashem had a revelation to us. We said, ZEH! Whoa! Oh, all of Kla Yisrael, like like almost fainted. ZEH! Hashem, we pointed. Kaylee is my God. Now, fascinatingly, we didn't say ZEH Eloy KANU. We say Shema Yisrael Hashem Eloy KANU. When we experienced Hashem, we didn't say Ze Elokeinu, that's our God. We said Ze that's my God. Ze that's my God. When we saw Hashem, we recognized our own capacity to have a personal connection to Hashem. The only revelation of sorts in history that was to that extent, and we all said, Zekeli, it's my God. I have my personal connection to Hashem. When we study Torah, of course, we all uniformly keep the concepts of the Torah. We all put on tefillin, why? Because Hashem said so. We all wear tzitzis, why? Because Hashem said so. But Hashem also wants us to have our own connection to Him, our own personal unique connection to Him. Rav Henuch the great Chavetz Chaim Rosh So I heard this story from Tzvi Winter Zaida. Tzvi Winter Zaida, a blessed memory. It was a wonderful year, a rub for a number of years, I think a wonderful tzaddik. And I asked him to eulogize Rev. Henuch Leibowitz in the Waterbury-based medrash. And he eulogized, he said a And he said beautiful things about Rev. but he said that Rev. Henuch Leibowitz once made like a funny hand signal to a guy in yeshiva. I don't know if he went like this. He made some funny hand signal to a guy in yeshiva. So somebody asked the Rebbe, what was that? So he said, you have to have your own personal rapport with each Talmud. He said he had a personal connection to each Talmud. You know, they have these things on YouTube from time to time. A teacher has a separate handshake for each student. That's like a cute shtick. But the reality is you have a separate sprach. In Yiddish, we say a sprach. I guess I was in Satman for Shabbos, you can tell. You have a separate sprach with each person. In English, we say your rapport. A healthy parent and Rebbe has a different rapport with each guy. You have a different way you almost speak, a different connection, relationship, handshake, hand motion with each person. Everybody's unique. Hashem connects to each of us uniquely. Zekeli, it's my God, my own attachment, my own way in. Mitzvahs, it's funny, we're going to talk about tefillah b'tzibar today. Mitzvahs have a uniformity, tefillah b'tzibar, a mass gathering. But each individual has their own way of connection their own language, what Hashem is saying, how Hashem is expressing. It's remarkable. I just was listening to my wife. They have all these shticky words. That it goes around from time to time. When you and I listen to the same sound, and we hear a different word. Yanni Laurel. In yeshiva, we don't say the word laurel. It's like a curse, but it's a long story. But yanni and the other word, and it goes around. There was a different one that went around recently. And it fascinates me because that's the way life works. When we read the same Pasuk, I promise you we're not seeing the same thing. The Pasuk says something, but with my experience, I hear one thing. And with your experience, you hear another thing. I once asked my Rebbe, that I told him three Talmudim have dispersed his words. Three Talmudim have taken upon themselves to write a Sefer. And I asked my Rebbe that it's so different Rebbe, what did you really say? Three guys, like each wrote a Sefer of your Torah, and boy, is it different. So I asked Rebbe, like, who's right? <laughs> what did you really say? Which guy was spaced out during the Shir? Who was really listening? What did you really say? Say, yes, this classic, my Rebbe, said, "Danielka, what do you hold? That's, that's my Rebbe. That's him. Daniel, he, he wrote in his book about his father that his father would always ask him, no, what do you hold? That's actually maybe from the greatest things I learned from my Rebbe. Daniel, what do you hold? How do you relate? So, I said my pshat, he said his pshat. He said he changed over the years. So he said they're from different periods. That's what my Rebbe said. I said that different people hear the truth the way it comes through you. the way You speak the truth, Rebbe, and different people connect and relate, and it comes out different. Of course, there's an objective truth, but it comes out with the flavor of the one who's listening. And of course, of course, Hashem designed different people, the way they connect and relate and are impacted by the Dvar Hashem comes out differently. It's amazing two people, we're looking at a room full of people taking off. My wife said there's like fairy dust in the Waterbury-based Medrash today. She's watching what's going on here in Durham and they come back Shabbos to Shabbos. My kids, Hudi said people look different. Each Shabbos I come. He's here Shabbos to Shabbos every other week. He said, the guys, you don't recognize the guys. He has good eyes. What's going on is magical. It's, it's, it's like amazing. You're seeing people blossom and flourish and come together just in beautiful ways. And it's amazing how Tyra looks so different on different people. The same Tyra, the same Minyanim, the same... But that's how it works. Each person, the way LEO they connect to Tyra, is different. So, and Hashem wants us in each mitzvah, everybody has to put on tzitzis. But what tzitzis says to me, how I connect, and I do what Hashem says. But what it says to me, and by the way, we're all, sometimes we put on tzitzis, unfortunately, mindlessly, and thoughtlessly, and it doesn't say anything to us. The goal, of course, is to be conscious of what we're doing. And what tzitzis? by the way, tefillin, Different times in my life, fill and say different things to me and mean different things. It's a command of Hashem and we do it loyally the command of Hashem. What it's saying and how we connect to its unique. I want guys to study Torah and study mitzvahs and to form their own connection and relationship to the mitzvah. What does it say to you? How does it resonate by you? Is a very important question. Zach Cayley, my God, personal, my own connection, what I hear, how it resonates by me. I've given homework, and we're going to keep on this homework assignment, because I want the Zach Haley, I want my God. So I asked two guys, there's a third who's going to go to later date, he had a conflict, he couldn't be here today. But I've asked guys on Tfila B'tzibar, public prayer, Fascinating public prayer. A group of people in a room and they pray together. Public prayer is fascinating. Prayer by its nature is so private. It's me and Hashem. Public prayer. It's like very the words almost contradict. Public prayer. Tefillah b'tzibah. We get so used to things. And of course, every guy here should have in three minyanim a day. Three times a day because the Rabbanon told us to do it and God said to listen to the Rabbanon. So we do it because Hashem said, but what's it mean to me? How do I experience tefillah b'tzibah? I want a guy to think about it. Public prayers are fascinating. It's funny that a lot of people, public prayer took a big hit. During karaina a lot of people in privately, and people started saying, well, I do better with this, and all these. It's very nice. And if people noticed, hey, <laughs> prayer makes sense in private, it's very nice. You like the private prayer, and you should always talk to Hashem a lot in private. But there's still something called public prayer. Butzibor, tefillah, is a very real din. We have shachras, tefillah, butzibor, menuchah, tefillah, butzibor is very powerful. Chazal say a tefillah, is never turned away. It's a fascinating phenomenon. It's almost like funny. Some people like notice. Hey, I did better myself. I hear. I literally hear it because prayer is very private, and a lot of people found in the privacy of their room they may have done better. It doesn't negate daivi. There's something called tefillah betzibur, and I asked two of the bright, two of the very big chachamim of our to share with us some thoughts on public prayer. Now they're all different observations. I believe tzvi wants that they're all different things to explain. And to take out of tefillah b'tziver, I'm going to ask Aryeh Barnett to go first and to report back to us. He did some thinking on the topic of tefillah b'tziver. I'm going to ask Aryeh to report back. It doesn't have to address that kasha. It doesn't have to address. There are so many aspects to address. You can address the uniformity of tefillah b'tziver. everybody doing the same thing? They're all different things. I want Svid to address soon, what he wants to address. And Aryeh, I want to say that Aryeh is, a, is somebody who is a very, very deep. And he fascinates me because there's the intellectual aspect of person and emotional aspect. And Aryeh is brilliant on both accounts. I have met people who are intellectually brilliant. They have a high IQ, but a very low EQ, emotional intelligence. I met people who are brilliant EQ and a very low IQ. Arye Barnett has a brilliant IQ and a brilliant EQ. It's actually a big nesayin. It's a huge nesayin how to like fuse the two. How to like put my IQ with my EQ, my EQ and my IQ is a whole So I asked Arye to share with us words about public prayer. And I'm thankful that Arie is here and shares a lot with us about connection and relationship and feelings. His songs are brilliant. The crossroads song for anybody who listens to the words is a brilliant, intelligent, uplifting song. Aryeh, please come up and share the wealth with us. Come. No, <laughs> not <laughs> any good yeshiva should have a lot of coffee cups around the base mesh and then throughout the day coffee spills. It just somehow it's part of the yeshiva experience. Now, as, if somebody would count per day Yehuda how many coffee spills, we're so yeshivish <laughs> <laughs> And
1: in,
0: as the guys are staging, I'm seeing many more spills. But I really appreciate it. a guy goes around before we were all at chakras, it's a very yeshivish. and he pours coffees all around like this. And leaves the cups, and then throughout the day, you have the first of all gives a good aroma to the base medrash. It's just a very important. It just shows you're a solid place. What do you consider yourself even a yeshiva if there are no coffee spills? So I do that (laughs) smoke inside, and also (laughs) (laughs) coffee spills are instead. When we realize that's dangerous, we do the coffee spill chill instead. A guy comes home. It's definitely been a solid day at at of Seder. If you have a little stain, like you should have some brown right here umamish put in a day then so you know little, stain
2: what it stain. <laughs> it's all about the gamar with the coffee stains it's all about yeah, the gamar with the coffee stains. yeah exactly a little one right here. excellent excellent okay
0: are you okay. taking it away mm-hmm.
2: so just to i guess reiterate quickly right can of share the question but the question that was posed was that tefillah which is if you ask i guess if you go into the secular world and, and say what is prayer i guess the answer would be you you pray for things you need and in yiddish guy we have a much deeper understanding that it's it's your it's your relationship with hashem it's your connection your own personal you know pursuit of, of pursuing a relationship with hashem and that's mainly what tefila is about. And that's something that's deeply personal and deeply private. And it's, it's, it's fascinating that the forum for that is communal. And we come together and then we all come together and whisper and we're all in our own heads and minds. So I guess we were tasked with trying to make sense of that. And I guess the idea was to find, find a piece from somebody, find something from Rav Hirsch, Dessler, Hutner and that, that resonated and say it over so that we could you know, more emotionally connect to it and get more excited about it. And um, I didn't find any peace, but I'll just take you through my, my thoughts over the last couple of days, just how I went about thinking. It's been on my mind a lot. And I think I really arrived at something that I'm excited to share over. And I'll just share with you the process of how I got there. So my first my first, you know, I was completely baffled, honestly, because it's something I hadn't thought about. And after a few days, my first thought that hit me about communal prayer, was that we talk a lot about Bacharbi and Bukashi, the scripted part of prayer, the, the spoken, more, you know, your own spin on things, which obviously are both essential and necessary. And what struck me, and this is a topic that's you know, a lot of it has been spilled, that most of the scripted prayer, at least in Shemon is all about community. Hashiveinu, Rifa'inu, Slachlanu, it's all in plural. And first, I, my first reaction was like, oh, there's my answer. Great, we're davening for the tzibur, so of course we come together. If there was, um, you know some kind of tragedy let's say overhanging the community or let's say for example let's say the government was voting to pass a bill that would ban shuls without you know social distancing or something else that we couldn't possibly live with and the tzibur basically called at the hillam gathering to all daven that this bill shouldn't get passed of course the tzibur would come together and daven for it and nobody would have any questions because well you're davening for the tzibur so of course you're going to come together you're not going to do that alone but the more i really thought about that the more the question really shifted and became well, what, why in the world is the scripted part of prayer all communal? And obviously it's good to pray for other people and I had a few thoughts along the way of just, you know, what there is to gain and why it's possible that they instituted it that way. But I didn't really have anything that answered the question, none of them like warranted. I think I, I went through them, in, it's like 16 out of 19 brachas. It's like overwhelmingly about the community. And none of them really hit the nail on the head, but I'll share all over quickly of, quickly you know, of what I thought. So my first thought about it was, we speak a lot in yeshiva about when you're, when you're dealing with a rabbin, don't, don't run over the yachid, don't forget the individual. So I thought there's maybe some kind of symmetry here in tefillah, which is something so personal, don't forget the rabbin, which is a nice idea. It's probably true. But like I said, it didn't, I don't think it warrants really the amount of, of pluralness, for lack of a better word, in the scripted part of prayer. My second thought was even more technical, and that's why I liked it even less because we're trying to emotionally connect. But I thought again, you know, well, you're connecting to Hashem and we know in Ruchni being connected is, is to be similar. And I guess one could say, one could possibly argue that the biggest difference between God and humans is that God is innately imative and innately altruistic. And we are kind of almost innately selfish, you know, because there are ever such a thing as a selfless act, it's, you know, and the Chachamim wanted to, you know, institute that you should think about other people be a little selfless, a little altruistic. And that would, you know, kind of start you on your journey of being similar. And I like that even less because, okay, great. That's nice. Put it in the, you know, book somewhere. But what do we do with that? So the last thing I want to share before I want to get, to, before I speak about what I really wanted to get to is something that did excite me a little bit. But like I said, still didn't answer the question, but I still feel it's something worth saying over. And that is that I find often for myself that my favorite parts of Shemot Essay are Shemot and Elekine And you can tend to like, sleep through the first part, and then you wake up because you finally get to express all your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and then is just a party, especially if things are going well, just to appreciate all the things you have, and like, thank you, Hashem, and it's just And then is really the part where it gets to your, your personal, like, hi, my God, you know, I wanna be humble, and I wanna to connect to Tyra, and all, all things should be well. And I was thinking a little bit because every every davening that I've done since this was asked of us has really not been davening, it's really more just pondering this question. And I think that one of the reasons I realized that I kind of skip over the beginning and maybe people have shared this experience is is a lot, sometimes you think like, who am I to be davening for the Zebra? Like, what difference does it make if I'm davening for other... Like, what do I have to offer in my feel for other people? And the obvious message there is that obviously, no, if you're being told by the Chachamim to daven for other people, it's not just a nice thing. It's because they need it. It's because they need it. And it's empowering. And, you know, where you want to take that, it's definitely a good message. I personally, for myself, don't feel that being told you're good... Helps very much, unless it's by someone, you know, there's a relationship just to tell people. And you see it's because you're good and like, okay, very nice, what do I do with that? And also it didn't really answer the question. I mean, it's it's a great thing, don't get me wrong. It's a great thing done for other people, but why in the world does that warrant 16 out of 19 brachas? Why is that specific to prayer? Prayer, again, like we said, is your own personal connection. And the whole thing didn't really just, didn't click for me. And then, and I was thinking about this over Shabbos, I posed the questions at the Shabbos table, I wasn't running into anything. And then Sunday night, I get back from the five towns. I spent Shabbos in the five towns. I get back to Pesach, And we ran out to Minchemarav by my shul. And so I walk in and I'm wearing a mask because shul. And I walk into the Beis Midrash, And there's a... Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> Let's go.
2: <laughs> so I walk into the Beis Midrash. And there's tons of people learning there. And there must be like some coal. That none, no one that I recognize. And none of them are wearing masks, thank God. And they're all learning. And I grab a sitter and I'm looking around. And one of the guys tells me, you know, is going to be in the back. So I walk to the back and I'm a little bit smiling to myself. Like it was, I was kind of like pumped up. Like there's stuff happening in my shul. It's like alive and vibrant even now. And I kind of like that. And I get to the back room and I, you know, the first person that's there, we have close family friends live around the corner. My family ate there over Shabbos. And I wasn't there because I was in the five towns. We're choosing, how are you? The, the meal was great, very nice. People start, you know, slowly to trickle in, people from the tzibar that I've been around for my entire lives. And then we start menchah, and obviously I'm not actually davening, I'm just thinking what the heck is going on with the plural, with the communal prayer? Why is that, why is that the thing? But while I was there at my tzibar, being surrounded by people that have impacted me, I'm, I'm kind of davening, and I had them in mind almost, and I'm like, you know, maybe if I can try to take this a little bit seriously and think about what I'm saying, maybe I'll get somewhere. So I'm sitting there and I'm davening the people around me and I have, I'm having them in mind and out of nowhere, like, I'm telling you, like, literally out of nowhere, I was so surprised by it. The Arachayim HaKadosh that Raya Oberlander always says over just starts resounding in my ears, like, it was insane. And the basic Arachayim HaKadosh by Matan that he says there are three prerequisites to being a Kabbalah, to one of them being a Chabura. And... Essentially, the idea is that if you're going to learn Torah, you need to be part of a Chaburah. We always talk about Rav So when a person's learning by himself, when it's someone else, the Sugi expands. And I was just thinking to myself how lucky I was to be part of a shul that's alive and vibrant for out, you know, I was there for 10 years. And I would always, you know, over the years, I'd come in and the Gaba was a close friend of ours. And I'd always get Galila when I was a kid. And I had conversations with people. And I was just thinking about how much that's done for me. And it hit me that, yes, tefillah, the pursuit of tefillah is so deeply private and personal and specific to each person, but it's not meant to be a solo pursuit. I'm going to say that again. Tefillah is so personal and it's a job that's so intrinsic and individualistic to each person and so different, but it's not a pursuit that we're meant to undertake alone, nor impossibly you could say, can you undertake it alone? And I think that that's part and parcel to why, number one, the scripted part of prayer is about the community and why we come together, because it's almost, it it like screams to you, it's impossible to go at it alone. You need your community. It's not just a side point. Now, you know, we always, obviously the first thought was, you know, well, it's nice, you know, you have a a time to be there and you have a little bit of accountability and, and it's fun and it's good. You know, we're all in Hashem's army and we come together and it pumps you up. But that wasn't so much to do with tefillah. And then I realized that you're davening for things that you need. You're davening for things to allow you to maintain your pursuit of tefillah, connection with Hashem. And chief among those, the chachamim and their Wisdom understood for us and they set up that we have to come together and that we daven for the tzibah because that's what we need. And so obviously right after that, it was Mincha Marav. I decided I don't want to daven Marav there. I want to daven Marav in yeshiva, in the lounge. And I missed the bus and I missed Marav. So I drove up and uh, that was that. But like to go every time, I'm telling you, like I, I so appreciate it every time like you walk in together, it's like, I need these people. And I just wanna talk about this idea a little bit and, and the, the, the way that it manifests itself over so many, obviously there's layers to truth. Um, be it just from the accountability of, of Tfilah Bitzibar. Be it from the people that you meet by being part of Bitzibar. Even just even if it's not even Tfilah, but I, just to like, I'll give you an example. Like yesterday I woke up A little late I got to uh, Raikides was saying muster over there was like 11.30 I hadn't seen him Since the off Shabbos And he said hi And I was My coffee hadn't yet Kicked in And I wasn't so I was not really so awake I was a little grumpy Barbera Sheserabim If you will And he um, Saw that I wasn't so pumped And he gave me a pass He said before 12 No one's mechayif to smile So Okay You know I'm I'm sitting there And I'm like I really wish I wasn't this grumpy And I want to You know kind of appreciate what, that I'm here and it's, 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 we have a good thing going here. So the first thing that happened to me was I heard Chaim Guria and Avipa resounding in my ears about secondary emotion. I was like, okay. First, I just laughed at it a little bit. And I was like, okay, you're angry. It's the morning. Great. And then the second thing I did, which is something that I've heard Raquel talk about all the time and it always kind of annoyed me because I always felt it was a little cheesy until it happened. Should I say his name? I looked at, I looked at, I looked at one of the guys in our khabura, and uh, I was just, get, I just got pumped. I looked at, I looked at my, sh- and I just got pumped. And um, then I saw Ike, and then I saw Yosef Sandler, and I, I literally just felt like I was drawing Kayach from being part of Tsiba. And it literally just got me excited. I mean, there, there are so many ways that this, that this manifests itself. Just like, you could, you could take it even, you know, to a deeper level and say that, you know almost like like we talk about Derek Hart's Kamala Tyra that it's important for somebody to have a social healthy stable setting before embarking on you know a higher sort of elevated journey and that's the same concept it's the same concept that you need people around you you need people in order to help you to enable you to really take on this pursuit so I hope that we can like really focus on it more because I felt like it's something that we all know and, and I, you could take it and then pump everyone up. See, I need you and you need me and like you could go there. But I feel like it's something we know, but there are so many more opportunities to like when we're aware of it, to really use it, to really, you know, act on it. So that, that was the, that was what I came up with. with field, it's zebra. You walk in and you get, you just get pumped. Like I need this. I need you. I need to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: I get the feel that that's what we're supposed to do in Yiddishkeit, what are you just experienced over these days. This Hashem intended. I just came from Satmer davening this past Shabbos. I want you to know that as I was walking Friday night with my sons, we rented a house. We wanted to go away for Shabbos as a family and just go somewhere off the globe. But we wanted a minion, so we rented a house right outside the Satmar community, and we were walking for our minion. And I was thinking, I'm excited to hear from the chaver about Tfilah Tzibur. We're connecting to our Tzibur, and Aryeh describes the last few days his journey and how he's like understanding. It's so obvious that Hashem wants us to live with these awarenesses, thinking, exploring. <laughs> Aryeh's conclusions, the one he ran by quickly, I want to think about for the next like six months or so. Each one that he he passed by along his exploration were really, really fascinating about Tefillah B'Tzibur. I thank Aryeh for his really intelligent words of, of the understanding that we need each other in this pursuit of our personal relationship to Hashem. But I need the next person's help. I think there's aspects, Rabbi say, that there are people who serve the melech for their own, for their own purpose of advancing, but forget about the melucha of the melech. They forget about the rulership, they have their own like personal agendas to get ahead, but they don't care about Mal You're part of a minion, it has to matter not just that you pray, but that you enable and cause others to pray, that's part of your relationship to Hashem. That's part of being an, an Eved, is caring about There are a lot of aspects. And certainly we can speak for a long time at all the different discoveries are you made. The way you articulate and explain that journey is is just really invigorating. It gives us all the path, how we should approach all the mitzvahs. We have so many rich things that we're involved in. We're not doing just weird curiosities that are man-made. These are directives from Hashem. They're sophisticated. Reb Chaim Kenevsky, the greatest minds, and Reb Kiv pondered Hashem's mitzvahs. Reb thought about Tfilo B'tzibar. The great minds and the greats were impacted and elevated thinking about Hashem's William. I think Aryeh gave us a window into a sophisticated person whose feeling, whose thinking, is understanding mitzvahs. It was magnificent, your speech. Thank you, Aryeh Barnett. Thank you. Thank you. This guy, he destroys, I like stereotypes destroyed. I like that a lot. And there's a stereotype of a sports guy. A sports, an athlete, the the athlete in a place is supposed to not be the smart guy. That's just often out he's the big athlete. And he's often not a smart guy. And Svi completely debunks. (laughs) <laughs> is an athlete here, but a thinker, a very, very deep thinker. I want to say that, that I'm moved by it. Zvi has to, besides being an athlete and a good-looking guy, at a class reunion, a 50-year reunion, my mother was told that going back, she went back years ago to a 50-year reunion of her high school graduation. They had a 50-year reunion. My mother is very young. Somehow she managed, in being 35, to have a 50-year reunion, but she did have a 50-year reunion. And she described, going back, the biggest, from the biggest chidushim at the 50 year reunion, two people are shockingly, you're shocked about. The big athlete, he's usually less sophisticated and developed than the rest of the guys. When you come to the reunion, it's like, John? And you see a guy, he's like, not with it, and he's just underdeveloped often, the big athlete, and the good looking person. Sarah? <laughs> it's like uh oh. <laughs> And the reason is a lot of people use natural gifts not to develop. They rely on good looks and instead of developing, their good looks carry them a certain amount. They get favored by teachers, by and they choose it instead of developing. The fifty year reunion nobody cares you're good looking anymore. And like, Sarah? Like You've lagged behind. John, nobody cares your jump shot 50 years later. John, but they use natural gifts instead of developing. Esav, my Rebbe taught me, Esav means usli, he's ready-made. Esav had a lot of natural gifts. He was Yitzchavim's son, but he never moved. He just had natural gifts and stayed that way. A lot of people with natural gifts are usli, they're ready-made, they don't develop. They rely on good looks and sports. I am so moved and challenged by a tzvi who has natural gifts. He has both those naturals, yet he works. Works on himself and cares a lot to develop with his brilliance, really working on himself. We're all seeing somebody emerge, a beautiful person emerging and working on himself. So he certainly defies, at our 50-year anniversary, at at 50 years later, the tzvi. there's development, there's process. There's not somebody who's resting on natural gifts. There's somebody who's working hard, who's waging a war. I think that's very, very Hashem. It's much easier when you have certain outstanding natural gifts to just rest there. You're ready. Everybody knows you. You have it made. You have that gift. That's not this world that we live in. I like Tzvi as a poster child for Waterbury because what the yeshiva really stands for is work. Work and develop, don't rest. There's a lot of talents on this campus, whew, <laughs> tons. People come here, guys came, Aryeh Barnett and Yosef came in and played. We had a guy come to check out this, she was a brilliant musician. So Aryeh saunters in, does his music. The father's looking at the mother, the mother's looking at her son, They're like, what is going on? Yosef comes in and sings and is brilliant. There's a lot of gifts on the campus. But what the campus represents is, it's true we all have many gifts, but there's work but there's work. So I want to thank Svi for being a role model. Natural gifts are great. We celebrate them. We enjoy them. We utilize them, but we work. And Svi is somebody who's working hard, and I want to ask Svi to please come up. Come share the wealth, Svi. You agree with my call on the reunions? <laughs>
2: I like it. For you. <laughs> you should like you're working,
0: you're Using again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if I ain't gonna work man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a true thing. At all like college reunions, those at your mascamelio, the two biggest surprises at the reunion is John. Also sports can cover a lot of social inadequacies. If a guy wasn't the coolest but he's an athlete, so it covers a lot. But if a guy's an honest, sincere, in our world, it won't happen at our reunions, because the big ball play, the big, everybody's just working and a work in progress. That's what we are. But in the world at large, where there are people that are much more stagnant. They're sub, they're us. That's what happens at the reunion.
3: Everybody's like, Jack. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, what I said is what I'm going to say is pretty similar to what I said. So I'm not like. Maybe was talking about EQ. I don't know if I really have that. So I, don't, I can't like articulate it as well. Like, so I'm just gonna give like an example. In Parshas, in one Nasso, the Liseum give, they give uh they give gifts, and it says the it says the same pasuk about each of their names. It says every single one. It says the same exact thing. So I think the, the Ramban, or the Ramban, the Ramban. He asked the question. He asked, um, pretty obvious, why don't you just say, all of them gave the same, like, why don't you just say the same puzzle to their names? It's very simple. So, uh, so, the answer is that basically what I said in a, much, uh, in a much better way that they're all giving the same gift, but they all have their unique intentions, and they're all giving it in a different way. They're all it's a un, it's special, each of them give it in their own special way. So, Rebbe said about, corona everyone's realizing i basically realized that from a young age my uh, davening is always better when i'm alone i'm just not distracted i'm not thinking about anything else it's pretty simple it's not like a whole complicated it's just how it is and i always view davening and uh i always view davening in shoals. everyone's just trying to do the same thing everyone's trying to get close to Hashem. everyone's doing the same thing and i happen to do it better when i'm alone so i'm just going to do it alone and yeah there are a lot of reasons why yeah the reasons in the torah routine this that everyone pretty much knows it's better when you go with the minion like that's a general rule you can understand why i don't i don't exactly know why like whatever the torah gives me reasons that's not be good. go the point is i was viewed it yeah yeah i'm i'm i, I just do it better alone i'll stop it alone so pretty much what i have to say is um even though pretty much what I said that uh you have to just go to the minion you have to you have to realize it's special in itself everyone is doing the same thing everyone's trying to get closer but the fact that we're all doing it together everyone's doing it in their own unique way everyone's doing it everyone even though it seems like we're all doing the same thing it's not really Mm -hmm. true because everyone's different everyone's a different person so I don't really you don't really have to think about these things too much it's just a fact of life we're not we're not the same person we're all trying to get close to God but uh it's just gonna end up different and there's what to learn from every single person. It doesn't matter, yeah, we're saying the same words, they all mean the same thing, but in everyone's head, it comes through different. Everyone's, it'll come through as a different, as a different uh, approach to getting close. So basically, uh, I don't know if you can understand every person, but you just go to Minion. And yeah, you try to get close to God and yeah, it'll be better for this and that, but try to just appreciate that everyone's everyone's doing the same thing, but it all it's all coming to in a different way. And just appreciate that the whole <clears throat> basically you're not alone. Everyone everyone will dive in better by themselves. But if you appreciate each guy in a way that they're all getting close to God, like you appreciate each person, each person is doing it in their own way. Doesn't matter who they are. Through that I think it can make it when you're thinking about everyone else at the same it's like it's hard. When you do it at the same time, it'll make the diving better. Even though, yeah, there are distractions, this, that, but when you're thinking about everyone else, we're basically all here to dobbin. Yeah, the routine, it helps with the minion. We're all here to dobbin. So if you have everyone kind of in the back of your mind thinking, yeah, we're all coming together to do the same thing in a different way, it'll kind of it helps me personally, I don't know. It helps me think think that it helps helps my diving in general better than a private diving. Yeah. Good and
0: one, one, of the best, one of the best videos and Svi really addressed a whole different point that Arya didn't address and one of the best videos in yeshiva is the 10th man the impact, I'm very visual the 10th man has impacted I often think about the 10th man when I'm dominating here or in Satmar I don't know if it's not me, but I just mean wherever I am, the video The Tenth Man is the coolest thing. If you didn't watch the video, shame on you, you should watch it quick. And The Tenth Man, it should be mandatory, you shouldn't be allowed to come to a there until you watch it. Is anybody, I don't want to call out anybody, you all saw The Tenth Man. And the video of a guy like running through the forest trying to get to the Minion and the like, car crashes on the, very gory, x-rated video, people are dying, I don't know what's going on, a lot of blood, you have to, don't show it, you know, there's a, it's definitely, what's the age on that one, it's rated for sure, restricted for sure, what's harder than restricted, is there something? What? It's unrated. Unrated is like worse than restricted. Yeah, yeah this is unrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be. <laughs> Definitely nobody under 15 is to watch. Very gory. But what's cool about the 10th man is each guy's journey to that shul is very different. I love the guy jumping off roofs, running through. I always think when you see 10 people at Minion, you don't know his story to get here. Ten people wearing tefillin, they have different journeys and different expressions in wearing their tefillin. So what Tzvi addressed is in the Minyan, the sense of the same, much like in Parshas Naso. he described that Ramban, that it's repeated, the same karbanas. Even though it looks the same, but each person's intentions and thoughts and uniqueness is not, is not the same. Not to fall into the trap, do I count? It's a unique story. Again, we're sitting in the same shul and we need reasons why we're in the same shul. Not to be thought that we're all doing the same thing. The movie The Tenth Man, like, brings it out. You don't know his trip to get to shul. There are guys who had a lot more dramatic trips to shul than that guy, everybody in the shul, had a lot of fascinating trips to get to the shul, all different journeys to get to that shul, and each one thus being in shul is a different experience, so Tsvi's very important point, that don't get lost in a sense that there's just the uniformities, like where's my play, am I just doing the same thing as everybody else, you're very much not. Your intentions, your thoughts, your journey to get here makes it a very unique experience. So I thank Svi for sharing that. Thanks for talking. Again, in this Sogi of Tefillah B'Tseber, in these parishes, Shemaiz Ve'er, Rabbi B'Shalach, Klal Yisrael calls these weeks Shaivivim. We'll perhaps talk about what Shaivivim is, the weeks of Shaivim. Right now, I just want to say these are the parishes that we were chosen as Hashem's people. We are the Am Hashem, you are part of a nation every time you pray and Tzvi said like Kalish don't make it like a Svi sophisticated like this new Chiddush during Corona people like hey I dab him better privately Prayer, like almost belongs Tzvi said since I'm a kid I knew I dab him better privately he's a sophisticated thinker he's like in my home I dab him better and yet we come as a seabird. don't ever forget you belong to a people don't ever forget it You're part of a nation, you're part of a people. We belong to a people, don't ever forget it. A very important people. We're a yeshiva, a lot about the yachid, the individual. And we speak a lot, like Arya Barnett said, we speak a lot about not running over the individual. We speak about Myshra Abenu on the way to free Hashem's nation, to create the most important institution ever created. And Hashem says, Go free the Jewish people. And Myshra Abenu fights with God for seven days. I don't want to run over my brother. Are you kidding? <laughs> Your brother's feelings now? You from me? I don't want to run over my brother. My older brother is going to feel badly. That's recorded forever because don't forget in the creation of the masses about the individual. That's for sure necessary and spoken a lot about in Yeshiva. But don't ever forget we belong to a people. And I think, I want to say that this Friday night it was cold and I'm walking with my kids to the Minion that we purposely rented a house in a place right near a minion, and I was walking to a group of Satna Chasidim. Don't ever forget we're part of a people. Hashem, as a nation, you're an individual for sure, and you matter your service. Don't ever forget you're part of a people. It's worth it for that, that you're doing something like Tzvi says Tzvi says, don't give me any nonsense, this is better alone. <laughs> So he's like, knock it off. You know, we do do it better ourselves, and we're all struggling. Don't ever forget when you walk into a public place that I'm part of a people. I'm part of a people. And pray you're that which is so private, and you have to join your people. You know, they you know, they I don't know, they're, they're people that are loners by nature. They're, they're introverted, they, they don't like so much social interaction, and they may live in very private places. A Yid has to live near a tzibur, we we have to belong to a group. And Aryeh said many reasons and many beautiful reasons. The power of a group, the encouragement of a group. Aryeh describes how it's invigorating to experience somebody else serving, and all true. We almost had a machleikas here, it's fascinating. I love the two speeches. Aryeh described how minion like resonated by him and he came someplace and Svi stood up and said knock this all off we do better in private I'm there and I still like Svi almost worked on himself when I'm in public that it's still my private matters over here I have to do what you so commanded Hashem fascinating. Each of your perspectives on Tefillah are fascinating and designed by Hashem, by the way. But don't ever forget when you walk to a Minyan that you're part of a people. And you are supposed to always remember we're part of a nation. In Parash Hashem Hashem says, Ami. The magical words, my nation. Ami. Beautiful words. In, then in the era, my nation, my people, my children. Hashem says to Paroy, they're B'ni B'choyri Yisro Ferry my children, my nation These are important words Anachnu Yisro Amay We're Hashem's people Don't ever forget you're part of a nation and a people In a yeshiva that focuses a lot on individuality and uniqueness And one as we should Don't ever forget we're a people And we belong to a people Care about those people. Seek the goodness of Hashem's people. We're part of a nation. Remember, I like a lot in the sogi of Avasi Yisroel not to be selective, not a certain type of Jew. All Jews. We're part of a nation. So is he. So is she. And so are you. It's fascinating. And Tzvi like drove home. Tzvi's like mystified this. Tzvi, tzvi almost Aryeh had like a process of of discovering. Like I can feel why I dab with the tzibur. Tzvi almost like says, I, I don't get it yet, why I dab him with a tziver. Tzvi focused that I still, even being part of a sever, I don't lose sense of the importance of my own prayer. But remember when you private, private matter of prayer, you're said to join up with another, that a yid in the service of Hashem never forgets he's part of a people. Aryeh pointed out that within our prayers, we dab him for our people. In that which is so private, we daven for Klal Yisrael. You're a Shliach tziber. I think Aryeh's discovery of that is huge. Prayer is remarkably unprivate that we daven for everybody. You within prayer, I speak my needs. You become a Shliach to daven for everybody. You're part of a people. In connecting Tashem, certainly at Zach Cayley, my own relationship, I'm part of a people. Rabbi. I say don't ever forget it. You're part of a nation. You're part of a people. I like buying from time to time. I'm not the biggest supporters of the Jewish magazines, though I'm very impressed with them. They're tremendous writers and do a tremendous job. I advise the guys here to try when you build your own homes to put the Jewish magazines in your houses. I advise it. Have some magazines, the Jewish magazines. You know why? To teach your kids, we're part of a people. Every once in a while, peruse through the paper. Word of the day, I pronounced, how do you pronounce that word? Peruse. Translate Chaim the word peruse. To scan, thank you, Aaron. Every once in a while, what does it say? (laughs) Chaimel? Peruse is a formal term. It means chemia.
1: Uh read so read something typically in a thorough carefully. Oh, huh. oh not just Whoa. reading
0: it's carefully reading, examining. I didn't know that's funny. I we all thought peruse is like not to be careful, like quickly read it. Somebody said browse. That was such a modern word. I love
1: it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that... We have a big like Peruse means quickly read through or very carefully. David Barkani is a wordsmith. How did you take peruse? I thought it meant like to not read carefully.
1: The definition is...
0: Look over or a casual or, or a... Hey, we have a <laughs> muscle. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Two phones, duke it out. It's the 11th generation, that's the 12th generation. <laughs> we have like an <laughs> Apple against Samsung. <laughs> Apple, <it's> <laughs> <and> <laughs> the world's gone mad. <laughs> <there. Western laughs> like, Siri holds? You used a good word in the end. You said, you said to, what was the word use? Casual. No, he's cursory. A cursory glance means like you don't stare at something. The cursory glance is like to look quickly, and to look quickly through is called a cursory glance. Nothing to do with cursing vulgar language. Exactly. A cursory glance, like a rapid look at something. So now we have two words and that we'll to peruse.
2: Find
0: out that he's into it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool like to peruse. But the bottom line is Rabbi say we just perused it. <laughs> we learned that the key is the very word. The bottom line, hever, is is that to put a Jewish magazine in your house to, for yourself and your kids to care about your people. Meisher Rabbeinu used to go around Nasan to observe the Yidden. Don't ever forget we're part of a people. Prayer Tfilah Betzibur. We've all studied beautiful things from Tzvi's Chizuk that even though you joined, you're still an individual. Aryeh's beautiful explanations of joining the Tzibur. In coming together and doing that private thing publicly, don't ever forget we're part of a people. And when you join a people, we're not a person who just goes to an island and does it ourselves. We serve Hashem together with a nation. We care about a nation. These a very important, and not just all, all year, it's important. These are the parishes we became a people. We became, Hashem says, Ami, my people, magical words. And he says to Paré, he calls up my children, B'ni B'chayri, my firstborn child. We're Hashem's nation. Don't ever forget you're part of the people. Do things to remember. When you see a guy, I want my kids to have a sense, my people. I want them to say those words, my people, magical words, my people. I want them to see another, my nation. Hashem's nation, part of a nation. We are part of a people, don't ever forget it. It's interesting, what do we call a non-Jew? L-E-O, a Goy. What does the word Goy mean? Other nation. Nation, nation, nation. nation. What are we? Goyeched, one nation. A Goy, each person is his own person. We're Goyeched, one nation. We're one people, my nation, my people. We call each individual guy nation, 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 nation. There's one guy one people, Ami, mean, my people, a people that cares for each other, a people that's profoundly and deeply bonded. And part of our connection to Hashem is with that awareness, I belong to a people. If Tila B'Tzibra elicits that, that would be wonderful. We have other, oh, many other things to think about, what Svi and Aryeh shared, but always remember you're part of a people. Have an outstanding day.